one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Carrie Sane. Carrie Sane is a pirate. Paul Birchall. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. New Jack. Welcome everyone to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review as the other Cultaholic lads get ready for a trip to Saudi Arabia. We are here via our Icapro-powered DeLorean in Saginaw, Michigan. Which is a bit like, it's not at all like Saudi Arabia. I was going to make the joke, I best not, just in case Michigan is in tonight. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, former Cultaholic heavyweight champion Tom Campbell. I'm with the mulligan to my O'Hare, Mr. Jack Atkins from Cultaholic.com. Jackins, how are you all today, sir? <laughs> not bad. We, we've started early, haven't we? <laughs> we have. I just thought, you know what? Let's just dive straight in. There was a lot of love for, on the watch-along for the mulligan and O'Hare. Well, I, yeah. I'm not looking at O'Hare! I've been meaning to say this because I think this is now, what, my fourth or fifth time in the Hot Seat Review? Possibly the fourth. And I, I want to say thank you to the the viewers long long time and new for be, for being nice and accommodating. Uh, you know what? You have been lovely yeah. to Jackkins and it's greatly appreciated. I thought... I thought they'd kill you, mate. I didn't want oh, to tell you. They could, they could try. You know, they won't get far. You're a bit, you're a bit American, and uh, no, you're not, you're not American, rather, which is, I think, a big, a big issue. But it doesn't matter. You're here. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. What's been happening? What's been happening since we were last together upstairs in the office? I'll tell you what we we discovered today uh, about Club Tropicana. <laughs> uh, I like. You know what? The thing I love about doing these is that, like. <laughs> People, people go, there's no interest anymore. You get the true inside track if you listen to the podcast yeah. about what really goes on in the office. For example, our discussion on the song Club Tropicana by Wham. Yes. In which um, the lyrics... So what? So the lyrics in question were... Um, is it entry as a... I'm going to get them up on my phone. I should have checked this Let me stuff. take you to a Here place is. where memberships are smiling face. Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. <laughs> not George. I'm not as handsome or as you know well loved as George Michael. But is Andrew Ridgely run a chip shop now? Oh, with, with his billions in the bank. I heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard a rumor. Okay, uh, let me take you to the place where membership's a smiling face, mm. brush shoulders with the stars, where strangers take you by the hand and welcome you to Wonderland, a place beneath the stars. Um, 
<laughs> Where's the lyrics that we needed? Uh, it, it was it was memberships are smiling. Oh, that's oh yeah, of course yeah. I went straight past it. Let me take you to a place where memberships are smiling face. No, I I always <laughs> I always thought that meant. Oh, it's just like, hey, you, you're looking like you want a good time? Come in. In you come, you little tearaway. It's not what it means. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I posed the question. I was like, hang on. If membership's a smiling face and drinks are free, how is this club still open? Yeah. To which uh, our very own Ross Tweddle did a little bit of digging. And uh, <laughs> look at what, look at, is it on um, Urban Dictionary? I think it is, yeah. Look at what smiling face is on Urban Dictionary. It's, it's not just a, a nice, kind demeanor. No. Um, it does involve <laughs> a mouth, though. <laughs> I would say it's ruined the song for me because I used to sing it sometimes with my nan. Oh, it's just added layers to it, really. I reckon nan already knew. Yeah. She, she, was, she was one of the world as my nan. <laughs> she, prob- she probably already knew. Um, I've been watching um, Squid Game. Yes. Have you been watching Squid Games? No. Oh, what's going on? Why? It's what? amazing. It's bleak. Yeah. It's so bleak. <laughs> I, I'd heard people... We'll do no, we're going to do no Squid Game spoilers, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because I, I am going to watch it at no, some point. There's, yeah. No, no. So I, you're fine to listen. I'd seen people going on about saying, oh, Squid Game, Squid Game. Yeah. And I'd heard, oh, you know, it's... Um, he was SpongeBob's friend. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm not going to do And I, I just assumed it was just like a new Takeshi's Castle or something like that. I didn't actually realise it, it, it was a drama. Uh, and then over the weekend, about 50 people was like, you've got to watch this. It's Mingan. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm still watching The Crown. So, um, well, that's, uh, so, so, I mean, get brace yourself up for one series about uh, one very, very bleak series about uh, oppression. Great, fantastic. <laughs> Straight into another. Yeah, it's oh, but it's one of those. It's it's, it's such an interesting. Um, it's it's what we do as a society now, where like it's now become the most watched Netflix show of all time. Yeah, and it's literally because like I put it on the other night. Because I'd seen a few people tweet about it. I, there's a TikTok doing the rounds with a clip from it on. And then I heard some people in real life mention it. So I went, everyone's talking about this. Put this on. That's my problem, though, with it being the golden age of television. That much is coming out. Yeah. That if you don't watch it at the time, you fall behind. And because everyone's talking about it, you just... I've had to actively avoid spoilers for a program I might watch at some point because I'm not ready to watch it yet. Because that statue of uh, spoiler limitation... Uh, is much shorter. Yes, you get like twenty four hours, and then it's it's fair game. Yeah, then. pretty much. You know, I, I, you know, I mean, people get onto us with about the wrestling spoilers. So like you spoil it immediately, and that, that's the nature of what we do. That's, yeah. that's our business. Like we need to do that. But then with TV shows, like you get like a a buffer of maybe a day. Yeah, and then that's it. So it's yeah, as you say, the golden age of television. It's very hard to keep up. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I'd be devastated if I'd found out on Twitter that oh, it turns out Delboy and Rodney are millionaires at the end. <laughs> I wouldn't bother watching it. <laughs> Who's bothered? Spoiler, by the way. Yeah. They, they get their money in the end. But, and then I, they lose it. What was that about? When did they get the money? Like 1997. So the statute of limitations in terms of spoilers. <laughs> You'd hope so. We're good lads. Why do they lose the money again? Uh, did the, the granddad's... No, granddad was dead. Uncle Albus spunk it up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep spunking the money up the wall, Del Boy. <laughs> Going down the port and finding ladies of ill repute. <laughs> 
you dirty boys. <laughs> uh, anyway, we're, we're back in 95, which is two years before that prestigious moment in Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, we're course. on the countdown to the, the, the true <laughs> WrestleMania, which was Delvo and Rodney finally becoming millionaires. Um, this is where we chronological... That's how they say it in my country. Mm. Chronologically critique every episode of Monday Night Raw from the very beginning to either the show's bitter end or ours. And we are deep... <laughs> Deep into 1995, the new generation era, and uh, we are about to watch uh, Monday Night Raw. Well, you're about to watch it with us from September the 25th, 1995. Yep. Um, so, uh, this week in the real world, before we throw over to Jackins for some of the wrestling headlines from this particular week, uh, Simply Red Fairground is number one. Oh, what a And tune. I love the thought of coming I'm home to you. Even if I know you can make it. That was a cut. It was a. It was a sample of something, wasn't it? I'm sure Simply Red Fairground was a, was a sample of something. Um, I'm not sure. They definitely sampled Hall and Oates on a different track. They did. I can't go over that. Yes. Uh, but either way, it's a beauty of a song. Very psychedelic video of them, quite literally, at a fairground. Yeah, I, having I'd, pleasure along the way <laughs> with Mick Hucknall. I'd, I'd convince myself that that came out far later than 1995. And then recently, on one of my usual Simply Red binges, I looked it up. It's, just, it's, it's a customary thing in yeah. Jackin's house. I was like, 95. I was like, that seems too early, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a beauty of a song still. Yeah. I think it still holds up quite nice. It, it tests well, as they say on the radio. Yeah. It tests well. That's why I hear it a lot. It tests well. As does that. what was number one in the US at this time, Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Oh, my God. Knocking Gangster's Paradise off the tippity top. I had that on in the upstairs office last week. I'm not sure if you were in, but I was very close to taking off my trousers. <laughs> It's oh, that's a standard day in the office. That's oh, incredible. It's it's um it's a beauty, isn't it? Yeah, she had a lovely voice, did Mariah Carey, of of certain notes. Yeah, and I like the bit where she where she sings where only dogs can hear her and car <laughs> and garage doors open. <laughs> it's my favourite part of a Mariah Carey song. <laughs> uh, all change at the box office as well uh, in the UK box office. Apollo 13's number one. Now I had to look this up because it came out in the US in June. Wow. We waited till September. Like, and that happens sometimes back in the old country. Well, Where we would wait ages for a film. Nintendo still do it to us today. They're like, do you know what? It'll come out in June in Japan. It'll come out in August in America. And it'll come out in five years in Europe. Scumbags. Twat. Absolutely. <laughs> So we had to wait until now to watch Tom Hanks stuck on a plane whilst they assemble breathing apparatus out of all the stuff laid out on the table. I was always fascinated by that bit. I've never seen it. Oh! Honestly, I've never seen it. I, should, I might take you homework to watch Apollo 13, because I think it's going to be number one in the UK box office for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, in the US box office, slightly different uh, slightly different pace, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman in the movie Seven. Oh, right. That's, yeah. I've seen Seven a lot. What's in the flipping box? Ah, what's in the box? Oh, no, what in the box? John Doerr's the upper hand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, because so this is a film where they go through all the seven deadly sins. And like, there's, a, there's a, a, a wild character who, who kills people in time with the seven deadly sins. Mm. Uh, actually, statute of spoiler limitation. Turns out to be John Malkovich. So that was a fun little turn of events. Was no, it, no, it's not. Was it not John Malkovich? It's, it's similarly loved at the time character actor Kevin Spacey. It was Kevin Spacey, not John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, we let's not talk about Kevin Spacey. Yeah. <laughs> let's pretend it was John Malkovich. Let's pretend <laughs> it was John Malkovich. <laughs> Um, great film though. I yeah. remember them. I there was a few scenes that stay with me just for their sheer grimness. Like 
I think it was the guy that got killed with sloth. Yes. And in order to keep the apartment he was in from causing too much of a, a an odor-like uh, attention <laughs> seek, the hung little pine car air fresheners from all the rooms. Yeah. And it was just, it just there was something about the whole setup of that. It is, it is a remarkably grim film, but very good. still holds off. Really good film. Very, very, very good. Now, that was the real world, but <laughs> fuck the real world. It's boring. I want to get off. What's in the wrestling world this week, Jack? Well, we'll strap yourselves in. It was strapped a, well and truly in. It was quite simply a busy fucking week. A busy fucking week in the right. wrestling. So this won't have some implications for a couple of years, but. Um, Turner Broadcasting is merging with Time Warner. And already the wheels in motion of the end of the classic Nitro review are in place. <laughs> We've done it two weeks, haven't I? Yeah, it's... <laughs> after a handshake deal on live television, yeah, they're, they're, they're officially in bed. Um, according to Melter, the combination of the two would result in the largest media conglomerate in the world, but WCW would be roughly 120th of 1% of this gigantic organization. Jeez, it's just nothing, isn't it? And that's, and that's why it all, they just go, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Spin w- it off. WCW officials were celebrating when the deal went down, but realistically, any talk of anything in regard to what this means is premature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Dave Melter classically skirting around the issues. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Melter apparently now sounds like a swarm of bees <laughs> in the outback. <laughs> uh, Steve Austin's officially in ECW now. We we touched Way. upon this during our uh, in your house watch along. We we call it we call it we watched with watched with watched in the background <laughs> chatted whilst that was on in the background. Watched of. with mother. <laughs> that's, that's one for the kids. Watch with mother. Watch with mother. Show from what nineteen fifty six. Fuck's sake. There's a great podcast I used to listen to years ago called Watch with Mothers, and it's uh, two lads called Napoleon and Swineshead, and they just talk about old telly mm. and it's brilliant and they're just fun and they very rarely do their research which makes it even funnier i kind of <laughs> relate <laughs> i kind of relate to our watch along to watch with mothers yeah that's true so yeah um austin's officially an ecw um melter was speculating no oh, no not 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 honesty dave <laughs> <laughs> not plans change melter he, he's basically wondering if Austin would stay in ECW if it got bigger and if they could afford him. He reckoned that it was only a matter of time before he got the world title and that he'd probably end up in Japan. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think there was a parallel universe where ECW did just continue to grow exponentially and they build it around what would become Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Could you... Oh, that's weird. That's 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 set little fireflies dancing in the back of my brain there. The thought of, uh, of a sort of a much more edgy version of Steve Austin yeah. just running ECW. Imagine it. Jeez! What, a, what an alternative world. Hey, get on TW and book that. <laughs> get on there. Got on Total Extreme Warfare. Book that bad boy. Being the end of September when this came out, it was the G1 in New Japan. Ooh. And Kaiji Muto defeated Shinya Hashimoto. And Meltzer liked it because of course he did. Of course he did. Yeah. But Muto winning the G1, that fiery, up young, <laughs> young, uh, fiery youngster, that blue chipper right there, Kaiji yeah. Muto. Actually, he was still... Oh, yeah, he was. That's yeah, the best yeah. part. He's a guy who's gone to win world championships across four different decades. Mm. He's only just gotten rid of the Noah title. Yeah, that's it, yeah. He just keeps on keeping on. What a boy. 
Apparently, as well, according to Dave, Razor Ramon has been trying to negotiate a full-time gig in all Japan. Really? Mm. So Ramon, at this point, is like, I'm pretty done, man. Yeah. I want to go somewhere else. I'm done, man. I'm done, man. <laughs> well, that's that, I, I guess like to watch what he does, we'll talk a bit more about Ramon uh, when we get into the episode itself, but... Yeah, at this point, no sign of the the NWO. No. So I guess it's like, and the and also, you you put your nineteen ninety five spectacles on. WWF doesn't look massively healthy. No. I think I'd be one of those. What's the word? Cowards who at this point would be <laughs> considering my options. Going this World Wrestling Federation, this isn't going to last. I want to get out. <laughs> I'd be I'd be getting re- I'd be getting a Plan B ready. It's talking of Plan Bs. Bam Bam Bigelow was negotiating to return to New Japan. Oh wow! Yeah. So he's see there you go another one on the way out. Yeah, but in- interestingly, like Ramon would never go to All Japan. He'd go to New Japan two thousand and one, and Bam Bam wouldn't go back to New Japan. He'd go to Wrestle and Romance, the world's greatest named promotion. Great in it, war. And then he'd go to ECW. So he'd bounce around a little bit, but we're not, so we're not long for Bam Bam then. Apparently not, no. Apparently oh. he was just like, oh, you know this main event push you promised me? Well, fucking curtain jerking, aren't I? Yeah. It's, he, fell, he fell foul of the click. Yeah. Did the old Bam Bam. Really? And... That never happened, did it? The, the click, they usually got on with everyone. Yeah, they're always so friendly. Uh, we're about halfway through the, like I said, busy, busy. <laughs> Loads week. going on. Uh, what else happened? Oh, traditional, um, my weekly All Japan report. Weekly All Japan report. Uh, All Japan have announced they'll be running Kobashi versus Masawa for the Triple Crown on October 25th. And that is a fucking good match. Ooh. It's big meaty lads dropping each other on the neck for half an hour. Big, big, big man slapping me. <laughs> after, me. after I watched this episode of Raw for a palate cleanser, I went and rewatched that, and I was like, oh. I was like "Ah, yes, that, that, that's how I'm going to do it from now on." Beautiful. Uh, ECW Cactus Jacks just started his anti-hardcore gimmick, and he's not long done the Kane Dewey promo. So Jesus, wow! It's a time to be watching ECW. The, yeah, this place is hot. So, so to ponder this for a moment like ECW at the same time has Mick Foley and Steve Austin mm. in 1995 well it's one of those of ECW that usually when you think oh ECW you think oh it was hottest between 97 to the beginning of 99 but it was mm. 95 when they were doing all the groundbreaking work yeah it's true they had star power that we didn't really appreciate was star power yeah. at that time as was the style at the time uh, well, Jim Helwig went 18 minutes with Ulf Herman in Germany what when did this happen? This week, obviously, in the wrestling news, Ulf Herman and Ultima Warrior. 18 minutes. That's a long time. <laughs> I'm hoping Ulf stalled a lot for that. Oh, probably. That's I, amazing. I just imagine Otto Vance in the background rubbing his hands together going, oh, <laughs> look at these. I need to find this card on Cage Match and see what else happened that night in Germany. Because the, the European wrestling scene is, on the whole, at this point, like, pretty on its arse. Mm. Like, we're not even at the point of tribute performers yet. No, not at all. We're not even there yet. And the idea of Warrior wrestling in Germany. <laughs> and, like, and Ulf Herman, of all people. It sounds like a bad stag, dude, doesn't it? <laughs> Here we go. I found it. Right. Go on. It's the CWA Catch World Cup 1995 uh, Return of the Warrior. Mm. So uh, a few names from this show. None massively jump out with the exception of uh, Cannonball Grizzly uh, beating David Taylor, as in the David Taylor. Mm, Yeah, Squire David Taylor from Dub C Dub. Him back on the route. Um, 
Big Titan was in action here. He lost to August Smeasel. Don't worry if you don't know who <laughs> Big Titan is. We're going to know soon. I want to see whether, if I say to you Big Titan, if you can figure out who he is. It's, oh. If I say to you Big Titan. Um, it, it, oh. it, it pertains to a little bit of news that you've already read. Ooh, it yeah. pertains to a little bit of news. News that I've read today or you've, That you've read in the last uh, 18 minutes. Ooh, let me see. Let it me pertains see. Let me see. to a little bit of news. Big Titan, Big Titan, Big Titan. Bollocks, go on, hit me. He would go on in 1996 to work for the WWF. Go on. It's, it's, go, no. on. go on. Go no, on. Go no, on. It's, it's, it's on the tip of your tongue. I know it's wrong. I want to say Bracus, but it's not. No, it's, it's not, not Bracus. No, 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 no. Go on, put me out of misery. He would go on to be the fake Razor Ramon. Oh, of course he would. Rick Bogner. Rick Bogner, big titan. Big Bog. Big Boggy boy. <laughs> he was wrestling on this show pre-Razor Ramon. Of he was. Pre-bad guy. Ice Train was in action here. Jeez. He was a former dub C dub beefy guy. Yeah. Imagine kind of... I, I, he kind of gives it off a vibe of like a Big E from the mid-90s. Yeah. But Big E's far better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you're absolutely right. Headline by Ultimate Warrior versus Ulf Herman going 17 minutes and 56 seconds. Jesus Christ. F Finley was on the match before, actually, teaming with Drew McDonald, um, who's a, a bit of a wrestling legend. He passed away uh, a while back now, but he was uh, teaming with Fit Finley on this night. When Drew, um, when Drew McIntyre joined WWE, mm. the first name they had for him before Drew McIntyre was Drew McDonald. And he said, I can't be Drew McDonald because there already is a Drew McDonald. Yeah. And I don't want to take anything away from this wrestling legend. So they went, okay, well, Drew McIntyre. Then. That'll do. I'll be Drew McIntyre. He's a good lad, McIntyre. He's a good lad, is Galloway. He's the a good lad. Couple, a couple more bits. At the... Raw tapings that occurred this week that we we're about to watch. Oh, there's some names, isn't there? Oh, AC Connor got a tryout win over Tim Knox. And of course, that is greatest European champion of all time, D'Lo Brown. He just, if you're watching, if you're paying for the Patreon, you get to watch Jack Kids having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you pay for! Um... <laughs> Yes, he did. Him and Tim Knox having a butt. And then this is where they go, oh, quite like that. AC Connor lad. <laughs> I love D'Lo Brown. Mm, so good. Big fan of D'Lo. He would really grow into his skin. And uh, Rad Radford lost to Armad Johnson. Still working on the name. Yeah. The crowd was dead, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Big Tony Norris will win him over soon. Oh, with, give us a... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think your thing might be Ahmed Johnson promos, jackets, <laughs> aka Thwomp from Super Mario sixty four. I I can't, <clears throat> I can't wait till he turns up in his weird little red leather undies and his tight things. There's Robbie Fowler strip on his nose, just shouting <laughs> incomprehensible bollocks. It's going to be fantastic. So excited. Uh, let's skip ahead. Tom Brandy was conscious. <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. Right. This, I'm so sad this didn't happen. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let you say it. I'm so sad this didn't happen. Hit us with the Tom Brandy news this week. So, Tom Brandy was contacted by WWF about coming in to do a motorcycle cop gimmick supposedly designed after Eric Estrada on chips. Yes! Why didn't that happen? And we say Vince McMahon's <laughs> out of touch now. <laughs> I love the fact that we're watching NXT 2.0 and it's all like, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, it's me, Tony. I'm coming into the wrestle. We're like, what weird stereotypes. <laughs> this is clearly a new problem. <laughs> it's so plainly not. Oh, my God. Tom Brandy says <laughs> a motorcycle cop. I'm so sad we didn't get it. Well, he does end up coming and going, hey. He does come and go, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Salvatore sincere. Oh, flipping Uncle Nicky from, because <laughs> of Nicky from Rick and Morty. <laughs> so sad that didn't happen. Oh, God. And we've got a little bit more scar from the <laughs> Diesel Jean-Pierre Lafitte story from last Ooh, week. Oh, okay. It's had a few, few bits of meat to the bone. The saga that just keeps on giving. Right, so the rematch between the two on September 16th in Quebec City saw Lafitte do a leg drop off the top rope and landed up with his arse hitting Diesel in the face. <laughs> Diesel got up immediately and started throwing hands and jackknifed him for the pin. <laughs> Someone told Melter the, sh- the scheduled finish was another double count out, but since the night before, Lafitte was saying, he'd do the job anywhere but Montreal. Melter didn't know if that was the case, but they were the topic of all the dressing room talk. God. By the end of the next week, every pl- problem was cleared up, and that's probably why Lafitte did the clean job for Raw next week. Oh, And one gosh. last piece before we get stuck into Raw, because I know we're all waiting for that. I can't wait, mate. We, we'd spoken on In Your House about Barry Dodinsky had gone. Yeah, what's the latest with the dud? Well, apparently WWF saw that he finished on top in a recent poll of what rare wrestling personality would you like to see powerbombed? Oh, poor, poor Barry. That can't be one. I mean, I can, I can, I can imagine the Vince binning somebody off for less. Yeah, bin off the dud. Poor dud. <laughs> we never, we'll never see your likes again. <laughs> Leave the memories alone. I found a little bit of um, cheeky or Japan news, Ooh. which combines. Um, well, sorry, uh, sorry, All Japan Women's News, which combines a bit of WWF news and a bit yeah. of WCW news. But we'll touch a little bit on it because WWF want to uh, once again refocus in the women's division. So they've approached um, the AJW office and they've asked for six women, mm. three baby face, three heels for a Survivor Series match coming up in November. And they've specifically requested uh, Bull Nakano as one of them. However, they've They've just agreed to do some work with WCW, yeah. and Bull Nakano is already signed for there. There is conversation that she may do both shows, which is a bit revolutionary. Mm. So Bull Nakano will may potentially, at this point, we'll talk more as we get close to the time, uh, potentially do Survivor Series as Bull Nakano, but do a WCW show under a different name. Because apparently we won't know. <laughs> Don't know. Um, and also, the, other, the only other little bit I spotted here was um, this week, uh, Adam Bomb and Jeff Jarrett have flown in to, mm. to have a chat with Vince uh, about coming back. And both just went, nah. Nah. We wouldn't see Bomb until their blood mm. runs cold in WCW. Oh, we're oh. we're going to get him in for that. I'll have a little, we'll have a little chat with him for, for, for on the Classic Night review. Yeah. My mate Adam Bomb. <laughs> He seems like a lovely fella. He is great. We did a lovely episode of Desert Island Graps. He is a lovely man. And he has a lovely dog called Skylar. <laughs> Skylar Bomb. Skylar, <laughs> Skylar Bomb. <laughs> Which I believe is uh, is a French weapons company. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to our listeners in France. Yeah, I, did, I, did the, I did the logistics the other day. And Montreal, of course. Montreal. Okay, let's. Uh, okay, so that is the wrestling world this week. It's a busy week. Yeah, very busy week. Um, I'll give you very quickly before we go to before we go through oh. the results of Raw. Uh, what happened this week? Uh, week two Nitro figures. Do you want them? You want them? Go on, hit me. You want them? You want them? Hit, hit me with those fresh numbers. Uh, Nitro scored a one point nine. Ooh, 
Raw scored a 2.7. Oh. So Raw's back out in front. Bit rough first week. Nitro got the win, but obviously it's the uh, the intrigue of a brand new wrestling yes. show at the same yes. time that pulled people over, but uh, not as many stuck around as tuned into Raw live. Now, Raw was live this week as well. Yeah. So I think we might see that number sort of ebb and flow depending on the liveness. Well, yeah, live and post, post-pay-per-view as well, isn't it? So That's it. There's a lot of talking point. And there wasn't a lot of talking point for this episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, we open in the boardroom where Jim Cornette, alongside his attorney Clarence Mason, Clarence Mason. his legal representation, uh, forced Gorilla Monsoon to strip Diesel and Shawn Michaels of the WWF tag team titles. Because as we know from definitely watching In Your House 3 last week, as we definitely... <laughs> Definitely did. Uh, Owen Hart ran in, was pinned by Diesel, but because the 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 president of the WWF had sanctioned the British Bulldog and Yokozuna as tag champions for that night, Owen Hart was n- could not have been pinned. Yeah. So therefore, the titles revert back to Diesel. No, revert back to Yokozuna and Owen Hart. As a pay per view buyer, would you feel cheated by that? Well, to probably. revert the decision twenty four hours later with my adult head on mm. yes as a kid I would have been like oh another twist and turn yeah I but, guess so. yeah. you would have you would have just rolled with it, the punches it, it is very cheap they booked themselves into a corner and they thought oh I'm gone they do this a lot don't they yeah just maybe think long term and you might be all right. <laughs> Stop hot shotting stuff, you cowards. And it's funny because like this is a point where the company are sort of looking for something to to light. Yeah. Like look looking to light some uh, some match paper and What's happening is, is that they're hot-shotting stuff. And and we kind of see WWE doing that today. Yeah. There's a fair bit of hot-shottery, which leads to the situation where they go, we can't, we can't have anybody win. No. You know, like we saw two sort of non-finishes at uh, Extreme Rules of the month. Because, well, not non-finishes, but finishes that were a bit daft. One non-finish, one very daft finish. Yeah. <laughs> With the ropes breaking and all that jazz for Finn Balor. <laughs> Uh, so, however, despite the fact that the titles are now back to Yokozuna and Owen Hart, uh, they're not having a night off. They were set to have a non-title match against the Smoking Guns. That match is now for the WWF Tag Team titles. And Diesel and Sean are promised a rematch at a later date. Mm. Uh, so, well, that is something we will see on Raw tonight. Uh, I like opening in the boardroom. bit different. Yeah. Quite liked it. It's a bit... Uh, Again, like at the time as a kid, I probably would have been like, oh, you baddies. <laughs> Jim Cornette looked like he was going to shit when, the, <laughs> when it was announced to be a title match. <laughs> uh, we are live from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, we've got Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler at ringside. We barely drunk in the atmosphere when the Rockers theme music hits. Oh. And we open up with the returning Marty Janetti. Jerry Lawler acting like not even he knew that Marty <laughs> Janetti was coming back, which was, I guess he didn't. Famously, Jerry Lawler didn't bring notes with him to commentary. And he just liked to react to stuff live as it happened. Yeah. Which might explain a few things that he said <laughs> over the years. Uh, but Janetti's straight back. Yeah. And he looks in good nick. Well, he, he just done a, a short run in ECW. So he'd, he'd, he'd been ah. to ECW. I think he had a, a title shot. I mean, I always say, I think. I did this the other day. And I was like, oh, I think this. And usually I'm wrong. Um, <laughs> well, let's I'm, have a look. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to quickly Google it and see whether he had done. Go on. But he, he was um, definitely in ECW at this point, And he would return for a handful of matches in 97. He did indeed. Well. well, February 25th. Uh, the ECW return of the Funker show. Yeah. He challenged Shane Douglas for the ECW title. Thank you. Um, 
<laughs> a few months later, on April 28th, Janetti defeated Jim Neidhart. Yeah. And then the next night, he defeated Shane Douglas. This is ECW. Yeah. <laughs> what a strange time he yeah. had in ECW. Never became the champ in ECW. But um, it was like, I think that's probably why he looked so so hot to trot at that point. That's yeah. why he was uh, pretty fresh at this point. Um Okay, so just a few uh, a few cliff notes from Janetti's time in ECW. Debuted in February, as we say. Uh, lost to Shane Douglas with the ECW World title on the line. He faced Jim Neidhart. He defeated Shane Douglas around April time. Uh, at the end of the Sandman show in May, he challenged Eddie Guerrero for the ECW World Television title. Didn't win, but Guerrero versus Janetti. Yeah. That had been a big milestone for Guerrero at that point. Definitely. And a big deal for him. Uh, Janet, on July the 20th, uh, it was Janetti and Bull Payne. Uh, he then went on to fight the terrorist. We don't talk about him too much. <laughs> and then he had another shot at the ECW world title facing the Sandman yeah. in another losing effort. Um, another match against Jim Neidhart, because I believe the rule is in ECW, if you fail to capture the ECW title, you must feud with Jim Neidhart. Definitely. I think that's what happens. It's like falling into a trap door <laughs> where he's waiting for you. Um, this would end up being his final match in ECW as he announced he would be returning to the WWF. And here he is. He's back and he's facing Skip from the Body Donners. Yeah. Uh, as the match is getting underway... We're off to the races with this. First sign in the crowd that that indicates, indicates a Monday Night War. Go Did on. you spot the sign? I didn't, know. Uh, near the front row, a sign on the front says, Nitro is out of gas. Raw runs on diesel power. Oh. No, I was uh, too distracted by the fact that Skip had a very hungry bum. So. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> they were going all the way up, weren't oh. they? Oh, so um, <laughs> Janetti, again, looking great here. Uh, he runs rings around Skip. We get a spot where Sonny turns to hug Skip on the outside of the ring, but uh, Janetti wipes Skip out and she accidentally <laughs> hugs Janetti. She's so shocked, she goes to slap him. Janetti ducks and Skip gets the slap. Comedy banter. Whoa. Oh, and Janetti delighted that he got to hug a woman based on what we read on his Facebook. Oh. It's probably best you don't. Yeah. Um, Vince and Lawler are discussing the tag match from last night uh, on, on the commentary table. Uh, and Lawler was like, hey, we don't know where Owen Hart was, opining that maybe uh, Owen had arrived late due to a plane delay, or maybe his wife had another kid. Oh, lovely. True story, she did. So Owen witnessed the birth and then rushed back, or? No, 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 no. But, but <laughs> she, no, fucking Mark, I can stop <laughs> He was it. actually there, you're crazy. But it was just, that was Jerry Lawler's way of, of giving the nod to the fact that, yeah. um, that to Martha had had another kid. Uh, nice. A day or two before the pay-per-view, uh, gave birth to a baby girl named Amanda. Very nice. Uh, they actually used that for a joke on Raw where they were saying it was a plot about the heart angle. Lawler said, how do you know his wife didn't just give birth? And it was true, because she actually had given birth. Although... I would have easily believed that it was Lawler playing silly buggers because the heart seemed to be giving birth all the time. <laughs> I would have perfectly been happy to go and no, notice him ribbing the hearts again. Yeah. No, he genuinely was. His wife had a kid. He became a dad. And it was nice to see they chose like a proper name as opposed to, you know, all Brett's kids like Blazer and Blade <laughs> and Laser and... Blazer, Laser, Grazer. Ooh. Wait for that 10-man tag at Survivor <laughs> Series 2037. <laughs> Bring that noise on. Um, Dean Douglas appears on the ramp, making some notes. Yeah. He's a big fan of Skip. Uh, Vince and Jerry talk about uh, Skip's feud with Barry Horowitz, and they wish Barry a happy new year, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Miss hers and says, did you say Rush Limbaugh? So, <laughs> great. <laughs> Inclusivity's alive and well in the yeah. WWF. Uh, Marty cracks an overdrive-style rocker dropper, by, followed by a diving fist 
to get the win in this one. Yeah. Uh, Janetti going over uh, Skip pretty clean. Yeah. In this. Well, uh, as I put there, a shit diving fist. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't finish with the rocker dropper. I thought the rocker dropper looked more effective than a diving fist. Yeah. Diving fist is like a Jerry Lawler I was going to say, it's probably why Jerry Lawler liked it. <laughs> yeah, I liked uh, the old style rocker dropper. Looked yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. Uh, otherwise, Mar- Marty coming back felt special. Well, he was always solid, Marty Ginetti. Mm. It was just a shame that, you know, everything else about his life <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I, I was always a Marty Ginetti fan. And obviously, Chris Candido's class, very underrated. So yeah. if, if you're going to put anyone in there with Ginetti for his first match back, I can't think of anyone better. An absolute war- workhorse like him yeah. is a good shout. Uh, we get more footage uh, from In Your House and the boardroom from earlier today. Um, this this show really is three matches. Yeah. So they're padding it oh, quite extensively. <laughs> uh, Clarence Mason's playing a blinder in the, blo- in the boardroom. We're going to see more of Clarence Mason. We'll talk more about him in weeks to come. Um, but I like I like Clarence Mason here. Very charismatic man. Yeah. Very much so. And we come to the match that was made in the boardroom. Uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna taking on the smoking guns for the WWF tag team titles now. Yeah. Uh, Doc Hendricks is doing the Dudinsky. <laughs> With the lovely Tammy modeling the In Your House 3T. Yes. Uh, pushing a t-shirt, advertising a match that now has not only happened, but the decision of said match has been reversed. Yeah. So, get it now, kids! Oh, it's hot. It's so hot, it's stone cold. <laughs> Not for a couple more years yet. Um, so, we get a ridiculous pop. So, this is actually a match quite a bit of time in the making, because WrestleMania 11, mm. we had Brett, uh, we had Billy and Bart taking on Owen Hart and a mystery partner. Yeah. Speculation that it was going to be Chris Benoit turned out to not be the case because it was Yokozuna. I, oh, I didn't know about the. Yeah, there was a few, a bit of rumor and innuendo at the time that this was going to be a device to bring in Chris Benoit. Um, but Vince went, probably went too small to have it. Chris Benoit and Owen Hart as a tag team. <laughs> but no, Vince went, you want a you worker in your team? I got you covered, pal. <laughs> Yokozuna, get over it. It's not. Oh, no. <laughs> as the Anawahi family in the background just like starts smacking <laughs> their fists into their palms. He's learned an arm bar. He counts. <laughs> We're told to get him some work. Let's just say he moved me to a bigger house. Um... Yeah, so and it was that night that the Guns lost the titles to uh, Yokozuna and Owen Hart. They've held them consistently up until, obviously, the in-your-house nonsense. Yeah. Technically, it won't count as a break in play for them, but here we are. A ridiculous pop for Billy Gunn landing a bulldog on Yokozuna. Yeah. Like, wild pop for him. Yeah, the, the fans... I don't know if they were just massive Billy Gunn fans or if the opening match had done just a really effective job of just hyping them up and getting them warm. I think that the guns are just over. Do you think? Yeah. I, I, whenever we whenever I watch Raw, I feel like the guns always get big reactions. I'm saying that, yeah. The, the crowd were hot all the way through this match. Yeah, I think they just like the guns. Yeah. So, which is fine. Fair play to you. Uh, Billy, <laughs> Billy's the one that gets the shoe in. He gets worn down by Yokozuna and Owen Hart. They mentioned a few times on commentary... Um, about the, the shenanigans between Owen Hart, Yokozuna, and the Bulldog. And them, they're saying, you, you can't have three tag team champions at one time, only two. This is completely ignoring the demolition slash freebird rule yeah. from years gone by. Doc Hendricks <laughs> in the back just pissing himself with anger. <clears throat> there, there has <laughs> to be, it has to be a rib, doesn't it? Yeah. Having, having the, one of the freebirds there yeah. and them going, you can't have three people as a tag team. Are you listening, Doc, you prick? <laughs> sell more t-shirts, you yeah. arsehole. Oh, what's the matter? You've got you to go sell out WCCW? <laughs> no, you haven't, mate. You're fucking here now. 
you stupid mullet. You're not even Michael Hayes anymore. You skippy boobop. Get get in line. <laughs> Vince buys the Texas Sportatorium just so he can burn it to the ground. <laughs> just fill it with sand. <laughs> <laughs> just to the roof in sand. What are you doing, Vince? Filling it with sand. What are you going to do then? <laughs> Nothing. Filling it with sand. <laughs> Um, if you want to know what the Texas Sportatorium looks like, uh, watch Heels, because the, the, the DWF arena is very much like the Sportatorium. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's a lovely little nod to very nice. wrestling from that part of Twirled. Um, <laughs> it all builds up to a hot tag from Bart Gunn. Um, Yoko tries to break up a pinfall off a sidewinder once they get into the rhythm of this. Uh, Bart dodges it. This leads to Yokozuna splashing Owen yeah. Hart. Billy drop kicks Yoko out of the ring. Gorgeous drop kick. And Bart gets the three, and we have new WWF Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Look at that. Just like that. They celebrate with Shawn Michaels and Diesel. <laughs> of course. Get out there for the pop. If you like Shawn Michaels and Diesel, you'll love this episode of Raw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hands up who's in with management. Everyone puts their hand up except Bart. Oh, I'll leave. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This was really good. It, it, yeah, I, I've got written here that Owen had his working boots on, as did Billy. Every, everyone played their part, and the crowd were fantastic for throughout. God, they were just up for it all the way they through. They really were. And also, I like in an, like this is the, this is a, a match where the tag team specialists won. Yes, the tag team titles. Yes, I get so annoyed by like the constant splitting up of tag teams because. It's like you want that art of a tag team to always win the day. Oh, yeah. And whenever you have two thrown together wrestlers as a tag team beating established tag teams, it, it grinds my gears. I don't like it. It should always be the illusion that tag wrestling is of itself its own discipline. This is a, a good time to plug the fact that every single set of WWF tag team champions ranked from worst to best is on the YouTube channel now. Look at that. It's almost like we were leading into a plug. High five on the plug. Lovely stuff. <laughs> it's a good list as well. 
Oh, thanks. It's a good list. Thank you. Thank I you. like it. I, I haven't watched all of it yet. Oh. I started watching all of it <laughs> on the tr- on the train on the way home yeah. from on the weekend. I fell asleep, but that was more because I was tired from being on a train. I mean, I can't believe it. And not, not to do with the video. It's well, just I was a little bit sleepy on the train. I often fall asleep on a train. I respect your honesty, saying yeah. that to my face. Yeah, yeah. of course I would. <laughs> I get very sleepy. It's just quite sleepy being on a train. Do you, get, do you get the same? Or is it just, am I maybe narcoleptic in my old age? No, I, I, I love being on a train, I, uh, but I always have a, a train coffee. That's like uh, my treat to myself. Go to the little shop, get a little coffee, take it in my little crap paper bag to the, <laughs> to the quiet carriage and just sit there going, ah, it's great. This. What kind of train coffee do you get? Just black. Just a black train coffee. Yeah. Does it taste different when it's a train coffee? Yes, because it costs four times as much. <laughs> <so> <laughs> it tastes far more bitter than it should. Do you have a little coffee place when you were back in, in your old country? Do you... <laughs> Have a coffee place that you go to for getting a train from Lime Street. Um, there's a few. There's a few good ones. Uh, I'm actually back in the motherland this oh. week, and one of my friends has opened a coffee shop in Liverpool nice. since I've been up here. So I'm gonna gonna pop in and be like, "Hello!" Oh, how very exciting. So yeah, I like that. I like, it is exciting that people are opening businesses in this yeah. ridiculous time. More power to your friend. Plug it. It's called Coffee C O F I. It's a uh, it's a coffee shop, and that, it go. does exactly what it says on the tin right there. <laughs> Whereabouts is it in the Liverpool? It is on... I'll check it on Google Maps. If it, he's a good businessman... It's on Pilgrim Street. It's on Pilgrim Street in the Liverpool. In the Liverpool, by um, Good Pubs Ye Crack and the Pilgrim. And it's in the shadow of the cathedral. There you go. Yeah. Pilgrim Street, Liverpool, shadow of the crack. John Lennon used to drink in the crack. He did, didn't he? Yeah. That's back in the day. Yeah. I used, to, I used to do some work in Liverpool. I don't know whether I've ever told you. No, you've you. never told me this. Never told you. Uh, I used to be a cover presenter, because I, as I've just like spent most of my life as a radio hobo, uh, I was a cover presenter for Juice FM for about a year and a half. Very nice. Just on the Albert Dock, it used to be. It's now Capital Liverpool. Oh. When they were really stuck, they'd give me a call, Oof. and i get a lovely little weekend Liverpool out of it. And here's the thing. I remember the one, di- one time I was covered to do... Uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoon on Juice and so I messaged some friends who live in Liverpool I was like hey I'm, I'm going to come up and well, I was staying with one of them and she said um, hey we're going to go to a, a blues and tapas bar on the Friday like a jazz and tapas bar maybe I was like cool let's do it and uh, we did and we had a couple of bottles of wine and I got very drunk and I woke up <laughs> next morning with a stinking hangover and I sat in the McDonald's on the way into town <laughs> Contemplating, do I phone in sick for a for a shift I've agreed to cover? <laughs> I don't think I can. I think I'm just going to go and do it. And I remember I felt very unwell, so I thought I'll just keep all the links, all the little bits between the songs. I'll keep them nice and short and yeah. sharp and sweet, so I don't show off the fact too much that I'm not in the best manner. I came off air and I had a call from the the manager, the the, the program director of the station, and he went, "You sounded great today." <laughs> I was like, Thanks, Jeremy. Yeah, you didn't waffle on like most presenters do. You kept it nice and short and <laughs> tight and bright. That's brilliant. Do that again tomorrow. <laughs> okay, cool. And I went and I was asleep by about half seven because I felt very ill. I mean, thank God you're on the Albert Dock and not up the uh, the Radio City Tower. Oh, I've been up there. I had a little walk up there once. It's cool up there, isn't it? Brilliant. Yeah. Amazing view up there. I always wanted to have a little go on Radio City, but the the, the radio stars haven't to this point aligned for allow me to do so. But I still like a go. I'll put in a word. I don't know anyone, Thanks. but I'll put in a word. Ask, ask the mayor of Liverpool. <laughs> I'll just go shout at the tower. <laughs> Give Tom a job. Give him one. I don't want a full time one just if somebody's poorly on a Sunday 
I'll jump on the train, get to Lime Street, be fine. It'd be a good time. <laughs> be a lovely time. Uh, yes, yeah, so the new tag champs, yeah. Owen Hart and Yokozuna, <laughs> uh, have lost the belts to the smoking guns. Yes. Uh, and they're celebrating with, uh, with Michaels and Diesel. They want to just get a little bit of the uh, little bit of the shine here. Well, it, it, it gives the rub to the guns as well, because it's like, look, they're being endorsed by the two biggest stars yeah. in the company. Cheer these boys. That's a good shout, actually. That's a good shout. Uh, Doc Hendricks reveals some bits about In Your House 4. Oof. Uh, so we've we've got another in your house coming up just a few weeks away, we and basically here Doc Hendricks is chatting with Gorilla Monsoon, and they just give away, they just tell you the card basically yeah. here in a really weird bit where they're by the entranceway <laughs> as the as the match as the main event is is getting just about getting ready. So we find out that in your house four will feature Undertaker versus Mabel, to which Gorilla Monsoon even says, "You could say it'll be a train wreck." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow! Plus, we will get the debut in your house for of Goldust. Mm. That's brilliant promo work from Goldust. I can't wait. Shawn Michaels will face Dean Douglas for the Intercontinental title. Shawn putting it on the line against the Dean. Mm, Harbinger of terrible events. We'll get, we'll get a contract signing for Survivor Series with Bret Hart. We will. They did, they, they they kind of. They said it. They didn't say it in the clearest manner, but basically, Bret Hart and Diesel's going to headline Survivor Series 1995. Yeah, and we're going to get the signing for that. Plus, the WWF title will be on the line in the main event as Diesel faces the British Bulldog. Very nice, Bulldog in the main event. Look at him go! How bizarre! <laughs> Excited Bull- to see. Bulldog's been doing fantastic work recently as well. Well, I say recently. Recently in 1995. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he has historically been a figure of fun on these classic review podcasts, but it, he's kind of getting his he's kind of getting his shit together. Yeah. In midnight in in the mid to late 90s. 1999 onwards, that's that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> X-Pok. <laughs> Where my title shot? <laughs> X-Pok. <laughs> Squeeze into the <laughs> Oh, God. Squeeze into those jeans. <laughs> you got a title shot. Um, I don't know why he's a Geordie now. He just is. <laughs> we find out that next week we're getting uh, Razor Ramon versus 123Kid3. Mm. And Jean-Pierre Lafitte versus Bret Hart 2. This video for Lafitte was really weird. Like the weird Mod Squad style wanted. Yeah. Don't know. The crime. Three counts of robbery. The sentence. Execution. <laughs> it's a bit hard pun, but it's just like, oh yeah, he's, he's robbed a coat and some sunglasses. Just, just shoot him in the head. <laughs> Apparently this is the Victorian era. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Apparently Christ. this is the Roman era. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, we're getting the second one. That, and this is... Um, Again, we're 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 off the back, off the heels of the 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 tour of Canada and the Montreal uh, showdown between Pierre Lafitte and Diesel. Mm. Yay! I, I take it He's this is going to be form. this is going to be one of his last high-profile outings. Then, yeah, already we're kind of watching the the sunset on our time with our second favorite wrestling pirate. <laughs> Looking at you, Paul Birchall. <laughs> we should put we should put. Um, Kyrie Sane in there somewhere as well. Yeah, she's probably number one, really. She might be number one. They'll play, okay, top pirates. Have we done this as a list for the channel? We haven't, because I don't think there's 10. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> Maybe not. the, who, who have we got? <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane is a pirate. Paul Birchall. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Jean-Pierre Lafitte. 
that's what a pirate's in it. Captain Captain Hook. Jack Sparrow. There's there's a guy on the indie scene in the north, quite literally called Steve the Pirate. Steve the Pirate. Quite literally, Steve the Pirate. I like Steve the Pirate. I like Steve the Pirate. If you're listening, and New Jack. Because he, he comes to the ring with a fucking sword, that's right. <laughs> I can be whatever I want to be, motherfucker. <laughs> Everyone's fighting. <about> John! <laughs> New Jack is a pirate. Oh. <laughs> you know, as that famous scene from the Pirates of the Caribbean, with Jack Sparrow coming out with a trolley just full of shit. <laughs> I've, I've been boxing a mess and all my stuff. Mind you, his music on. does play while he's fighting. Just imagine one of the big battle scenes in, the, in Pirates of the Caribbean with Dr. Dre and Ice Cube playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I like it a lot. Make that a thing, please. Um, as we're running down the matches for In Your House 4, at the top of the ramp, uh, Bulldog stomps out with yeah. a very angry Jim Cornette as well. <laughs> uh, they walk straight past Gorilla Monsoon and straight into our main event of the evening, which is the British Bulldog versus The Undertaker. <laughs> He's very rare appearances on Raw for The Undertaker. Yeah. Like a special attraction, even at this point. Well, I mean, go for it. Yeah. You don't, don't want to oversaturate the, oversaturate the product, do you? No. Exactly. It, it's kind of how I feel about Orange Cassidy and AEW. Yeah. I love him, but I wish he'd wrestle less so it's more special when he does. So it feels like a big deal when, they're, when they go, right, you're going to have to face Orange Cassidy now. Yeah. Bust it, out Cassidy. Because if, if, if the gimmick is, oh my God, he's trying now, but if he has to try every week, then it lessens. It's the... Yeah. Law of diminished returns, isn't it? So, I think that that was the that was the thing they they did it with the match against Pack, where they announced like beforehand, and on Sunday he's gonna try. Oh, it was a great match that as well, and it was really yeah. good. Oh, it was just it was great. I, I like to show that match to sort of undecided wrestling fans because it just highlights just how bollocks wrestling is. Yeah, but it's very entertaining. Good bollocks, yeah. It's great, but and there's a and there's a little bit where Pack nearly corpses <laughs> and Orange Cassidy <laughs> just pisses himself just, in his face, just, just walks away from him. You can just see him just sort of. Stop Eiffel in a laughter's <laughs> little lovely Geordie boy pack. Cassidy, man, you bastard. <laughs> you made me laugh, you bastard. Uh, Jerry Lawler mentions the Ryder Cup, how the Europeans are on a roll. Yeah. They are, they're winning. You're, I checked this out. The European team won the competition by a margin of uh, 141 to 2 and under 31 to 2 points to win back the cup. I don't know what the Ryder Cup is. Uh, it's golf, obviously. Uh, at the time, this was only Europe's second victory on US soil. The first was in 1987. This was the third consecutive Ryder Cup where Bernard Gallagher captured the European side, captained the European side, and scored the only victory. I thought it would have been Faldo at this point. No, it's uh, it's uh, Bernard. I don't even know. Big Bernard. Big, Ber- Big Bernard. Big Bernard, as his friends called him. <laughs> so some Ryder Cup facts from the Coldaholic Classic Ryder Cup review coming soon. <laughs> Bulldog is very competitive against the Undertaker, like very much so. Like they give him some decent licks against the Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, however, Taker avoids a running power slam to get back into this, and just as Undertaker is on the march back, here comes Bloody Mabel. Cause the DQ, and I put here. Breaks Undertaker's face? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. I was trying to look this up, and I couldn't get a definitive answer. People were just saying, oh, it happened around this time. Because, mm. spoiler for In Your House 4, 
Undertaker versus Mabel doesn't happen. Mm. So it's whether it was here or whether it is between now and the actual in your house event. At some point, yeah, Mabel Mabel breaks Taker's face. Yes, so it's a move like this. If it's not here, it'll probably be on Superstars, mm. where Undertaker takes a leg drop from Mabel and it basically shatters his nose. Yeah, and we get Phantom of the Opera Taker for some time. I, yeah, I, I like quite that. like Phantom it's of cool, the Opera Taker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry, sorry, your nose got broken, um, but really glad of the aesthetic that it brought with it. Oh yeah. Um, so Mabel's out, and Mabel and Bulldog. A battering Undertaker. Heels are, heels are getting a shoe-in on him. Shawn Michaels and Diesel run out to save the day. Yeah, they are again. They get a little bit overwhelmed. So out come the smoking guns. And... <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Let me take you to a place where memberships are smiling they, they paid with a smiling face by the looks of it. Right. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it the way it should be said. Oh, the ghosts coming! Oh, the in. ghosts are coming in to hear this particular oh. story. Let, let me get um, tell the ghost to piss off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't want to give my exclamation whilst the whole office is open, just in case we're getting visitors and uh, I crush a major deal. Um, but um, Bart and Billy Gunn come out to save the day. Jackins, they. Oh. They look like they're covered in jizz. They do. They look like they're covered in jizz. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm not even being just like, like, is, this isn't a bit. I'm not being crude for the sake of being crude. They look like they're covered in jizz. And I had to go, Jackins, why do they look like they're covered in jizz? Yeah, because they are literally only wearing their bootcut jeans. They're wearing no shoes. No shoes. Covered in this white, viscous substance and looking for a fight. <laughs> I think what they were trying to get across on commentary is that they were in the showers and then Diesel popped his head in and went oh there's a fight going on hey like you do at school hey and Andy King and John Rowley are fighting <laughs> come watch so basically they jumped out of the shower and thought oh we better put on our jeans so no shoes so they're running out there but because it's obviously 90s boot cuts that they're pretty much wearing their jeans as shoes anyway <laughs> And obviously, they've probably got no underpants on under there, so the dicks are just rubbing against the, the, the back of the buttons. Probably raw. <laughs> oh, and, uh, that's unfortunate for yeah, everybody so, involved. So, so they are covered in suds. Suds. They are shower suds. Yes. It's not jizz. Suds. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Let me take you by the hand. <laughs> fine if you need to. You know, fine, it's fine. But it was just, I just, it just looked like they were covered in jizz. It Watch was, it back. They yeah. look like they're covered in jizz. Um, and but again, like it's that thing of, and you mentioned this when they when Diesel and Sean came out. It's establishing them, yes, as the lads, as like the the top guys in the company. To have them in the mix coming out to save the Undertaker as well, yeah, it establishes them as top boys. Undertaker, when they come back from the break, uh, reluctantly, spookily, after a little chat with Paul Barris, shakes some of their hands. I'm sure Michaels have a little handshake. Yeah, see you in a few WrestleManias time, and uh, obviously the end of the section. Deals music plays because why not? Of course, yeah, because he's the guy. <laughs> but then, so so they're all shaking hands. They're all fr- all pals at the palace. We fade out. We come back from a break. Shawn Michaels' music is now playing, and they're walking as if they're just arriving. Yes. So, and this is a live show. So I wonder because I couldn't find anything about this. I wonder if they were just heading back, and then someone said, "Hey, we've got another five minutes to fill on the, on 
TV. Yeah. Get back out and post. So they just hit their music, hit Shawn Michaels' music, and they just go out and do all their taunts and oh, stuff. Did you see the state of Vince during this as well? <laughs> he was having a great day. <laughs> Sitting in a seat, jiving like a bellend. He's <laughs> going, oh, yeah, move it, Sean. Yeah. Sean throws his shirt at him and Lawler. He's like, we got a Shawn Michaels t-shirt special delivery. <laughs> It was a it was a strange way to end it, uh, and also as they as they're dancing around, they do the they do like the infamous pose where Sean goes down and flexes muscles, and Diesel raises his hand and yeah. all this stuff, uh, and then they start talking about Razor Ramon versus Dean Douglas from In Your House. Of course, just recapping that uh, and saying, "Oh, this is what happened between these two. and then they remind us that next week it's going to be one, two, three, Kid versus Razor Ramon three, yep. and Brettler versus Lafitte two. And just like that, the show is done. That was, uh, it's a fairly pacey show. I, I like this. Mm. I, I just like it. I, yeah, it, I was a fan. Three good matches, but there's there's far too much Diesel and HBK. The only segment they went in was a Marty Jannetty match, where Vince McMahon might as well have gone, Oh, Marty Jannetty, no, Sean, on commentary. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I've all like, over it. Could you not? I just chucked in a little bit of yeah, like just have them like brush shoulders as they walk past each other or something. A little something. I know they're both faces, but come on, you put mm. through a window. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the love conquers all. Surely, <laughs> over. <laughs> surely, love conquers all. Yeah. But overall, though, like Raw is in a really nice place when they have shows like this. Like yes. it's very in ring facing. Uh, we had we had three decent matches and we had a lovely time. Yeah, and and all all guns blazing now to in your house four. Yeah, where we we're gonna have another cheap budgety pay per view just a few weeks away, mm-hmm. and uh, and no train wrapped in Undertaker and Mabel as Gorilla Monsoon called it. Apparently not. Uh, what was your match of the night? I'm going to have to say the tag title match just because the crowd were just so pumped for it. Mm. And I hope they carry this energy on into next week's episode, which will be a not a reheated cold cup, but a, a lukewarm oh, cup. Yeah, because now we've got a few weeks of um, of, of taping stuff. Yeah. We? We've got, so interesting to see how that goes. But hey, look, we'll find out as we go next week on what? the Cold Dalek Classic World Review. What about you? Favourite match? Well, I was going to say the tag titles as well, but I'm actually going to chuck in Marty Jannetty versus Skip. Yeah, it was a really good yeah, match. I, I was I've, conflicted, yeah. I thought full of energy. Jannetty looks great. You know, obviously we'll know that Jannetty is, uh, is, 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 he'll come and go from yeah. the world of wrestling. But in, in this pocketed moment, this felt like a really exciting return. Yeah. And especially with what looks to be so many faces with one foot out the door you know you want to be bringing some of these more well-known people to possibly put them into key positions going forward yeah you know if bam bam bigelow and razor ramon are looking elsewhere you might want to start thinking about bringing some new baby face in it's probably why the smoking guns got such a push on this episode oh, definitely, with yeah. the conversation about like scott hall and, and bammers maybe going away you've got to start filling those those little gaps haven't you yeah so maybe that's what they're going to do mm. but we will we will see as time rolls on on the classic raw review what are we working on so what have we got to plug on the channel so well, you know, the, the spoiler is like we're taping these quite far in advance. So uh, by this point, Jackins is on his holiday. Are you having a lovely time? I, I'm having a wonderful time. Excellent stuff. Yeah. And the coffee shop was good. Uh, I've not been yet. But in the real I, time. But, but in the, uh, but, yeah, it's in two days. I'll be ah, going. So when this, <laughs> when, when you be listening to this, I will still be in the Northeast filing taxes. And then right. on Wednesday, we're going back to Merseyside. Ah, depending on how the taxes go. Pretty much. <laughs> well, we look forward to hearing back from it uh, on the podcast feed, in case you missed it. Classic Nitro Review now exists. We did a watch-along of 
of uh, four bra- War Games 1995. Uh, that is for your ears mainly. The classic Smackdown review uh, exists now on a Saturday, if in case you missed that as well. We've just come off Armageddon 2000, and we're getting ready for the end of the year. It was a good one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> if you would like to be a part of the shows, uh, you can do so. You could be a guest with myself and Jackkins on the classic Raw review. You can join me and Sam Driver on the Nitro review, or me and Maff on the SmackDown review. Find out how at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. And until we are next together, he is at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> we are at cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. They were both covered in jizz. Jizz. Nothing but jizz. All jizz. <laughs> Love All- you. <laughs> Love you, jizz. <laughs> and love you bye but mainly love you Jess. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm -hmm.